All right. Girl, I'm so excited. (laughs) (laughs) I am so excited. I randomly, I don't even know what we were talking about. Nothing. Oh, Amber. So we were talking, so Amber um, sent you a message about the last episode that we did on making friends in adulthood, which I really feel like that episode was a tragedy and I (laughs) refuse to go back and listen to it because I feel like we drank a bit. Well, I, (laughs) I may have had a bit too much to drink and we recorded I think we recorded that episode three or four times. So I don't even know what patchwork was done to put that thing together. I have no idea what it sounds like. Well, hopefully everybody else liked it. So, yeah. Um, But go ahead. Then we had some family come in. So we took a couple weeks off. And now Amber, like, listened to it. Yes. And gave some really good feedback. And then. And then randomly, I had the idea. (laughs) Of doing an episode on Lady Carter's Renaissance. Yes, ma'am. Act one. (laughs) (laughs) Are you ready to get into it? Girl, can we? Hey, y'all. Welcome back to Love, Sex, and Applied Behavior Analysis, the podcast where pop culture and ABA meet. So I just want to start off by saying that this album is literally laced with crack. <laughs> like, I was not expecting that. Like, my gosh. Listen, but you have a point, though. Like, okay, legit. Because I keep saying, like, because other people have released music within the last couple of weeks and since I this can't. has been released. And I have tried to get away and listen to their music, but I just keep going back for this feel Please, good this for this <laughs> for no, this legit. high legit i really do the which means we really have got to get ready scrape our pennies together cuz because you already know we have to go that yeah it's such a good feel good the album. arenas are going to be sold out okay so i know you're going to be kind of facilitating this episode because you are haven't taken on that gig yeah <laughs> but also because you're more like just musically kind of, mm. I don't know, mm-hmm. inclined for sure, but involved, I mm-hmm. think. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm really excited to hear your take on it. As with all of our episodes, y'all, I have no idea what we're, I know the topic, but I have no idea like where we're going to go with this. So let's dive in. I'm ready. First of all, Renaissance. Yeah. Not the album. Yeah. The. The album yeah yeah. the lady (laughs) carter legit done it again legit (laughs) like this album so how so you can aren't there moments where you can like visualize so much scenery yes yes and you can feel the feels Mm -hmm. right so i'm like this album is like a hot day in the neighborhood running through like back in the day yes running and splashing through the water from a fire hydrant and i've never done that a day in my life really the fire hydrant in the neighborhood no girl but i i can i imagine it yeah i can i also imagine like 
the roll bounce era. Listen, the time where okay. you, I just want to like put on Te- some this Gucci is team daddy shorts. skate night. Yes, this is a day of playing <laughs> hooky. And my little knee pads. <laughs> this is the wind blowing in your hair mm-hmm. as you are riding the Ferris wheel. Yeah, I've at never the done fair. That. No, uh, you know I don't really do. Oh, rides heights heights. <laughs> This album is like licking on an ice cream cone as you're like staring at your crush through shades at like Juneteenth, you know, from across the park. You know I just feel very like in love when I listen to this that. album. I this really album do. is like laughing at the tops of your lungs yes. as you're walking with your friends through like Vegas or LA, yes. Miami, Atlanta, yeah. New York. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. It is like everything Mm -hmm. this album is like demanding Mm -hmm. and giving permission to just let go and just dance yeah it's just such a happy 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 album yes and then baby the the we i don't think we can we cannot classify it as one single genre yeah we cannot that's true i think everyone wants to like throw a simple house stamp on it just to sit, but that just simplifies it way too much because there's so many nuances, not even in just the album, but the entire, in one song, in each song, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. each song will go from this, you know, pumping, maybe seventies groove or eighties groove kind of funk to like a whole, the, if, uh, uh, euphoric yes, kind of yes. like cosmic feel yeah, you know what i'm saying and then yeah. it'll just go and then it'll enter into some old like deep house groove you know what i mean like yes. all in one song like there's so much fusion in this song there's bounce there's the 70s the 80s the 90s there's a new jack swing there's some afro fusion and i don't want to say afro beats because a lot of africans are like that is not afro beats so i'm like okay so afro fusion then there's the nod to the ballroom kids, mm-hmm. which I'm like oh, the house so kids. grateful to see them. Did you see she just got on the map? I think I showed you that video. She just got a um, honorary membership to the House of Balenciaga. Rip, of course, yes, of course, yes. So fitting. It should have been Le- the House of Labeja, <laughs> but oh, um, so fitting for the for anyone who has seen Paris is Burning. Um, there's a little Calypso, the disco, the house fusion. I call it a house fusion because I think it's just, it's interlaced with so many or laced rather with so many different vibes mm-hmm. and genres. It's, it really a, it's a melting pot. Truly. So here's the thing though. I have, I, there has been so much debate and so much controversy, um, and everyone is like, oh, every people just find a reason to hate on Beyonce. And I think that there's so many misconceptions. Now, let me state, I am not like a Beehive fan. I'm not not a Beehive fan, a Beehive member. Mm-hmm. Like, I definitely love me some Beyonce, but I'm just, I'm not about to be on the internet fighting people. Right. And, <laughs> and I'm not about to buy all the Beyonce merch in the world. Yeah. I'm not. But I do... I just I do love the artistry, and Me I think too. there are several misconceptions about Beyonce out there. The first being that Beyonce she she can't sing; she's just a great entertainer, baby. Well, I think the first being that she gives a fuck. <laughs> like I think some of the things that like we why do you 
always enter with like like the, some funny shit like that. I'm not being fun like but really though like oh my god because have you because because like she really is an artist that people love to hate truly and they will say things that are so wrong and like like literally untrue like this 25 20 on Facebook said that she's overrated so that was so that so so that goes that goes right in line with um she can't sing she's just a great entertainer yeah and to that i say mm -hmm. i want you to do all of the love on top modulations yeah without sounding like a bruised billy goat yeah legit. i want you to sing halo after the bridge acapella mm -hmm. without sounding like a screeching chicken what's the i want you to do this whatever this challenge is this what is this plastic off the sofa challenge yeah, yeah. that is um burning up the internet with all of these singers who can sing, right? But you have to watch them as they get to some of the more difficult parts of the runs that she does during Plastic Off the Sofa. Yeah. Because they go from just doing what's natural to them and what's comfortable to them, but look into their eyes and look at that focus when they get mm -hmm. to those parts. Because mm -hmm. they, you can really tell that. And these are like singers. Yeah. And you can tell that they have probably sat in their car, <laughs> sat in their room, mm -hmm. and played these few seconds over and like over really and practice. over again to yeah. really practice this part because it's just not, is is not going to be natural to a lot of singers, yeah. right? Yeah. And I'm like, and it takes us, it takes us, it takes a singer mm -hmm. to do those things. Um, yes, that she's overrated, of course, that she like copies work from other artists. But what people don't realize, one, I think a lot of artists do this, but um, no one is going to get the press that Beyonce yes. gets about it. Yes. And I think people fail to realize that, to me, it's the same as when people are like, when they blame the president for things, as though the president doesn't have, I mean, hundreds yeah. of folks on staff. And it's like, yes, these artists, yeah, they're the, they're the front man, but they have, they have, uh, a and R's on their team. They have producers on their team. Mm -hmm. They have engineers and all these other people on their team. Well, I think too also have input into the music. Well, I think one of the interesting criticisms about this album in particular is just how much credit she gave to every mm. single person, which is something I love. And it's like so somebody can get on there and, be, and just do a boop boop doo boop boop doo yeah. for three minutes and they get writer's credit for yeah, it. Yeah, and so it's like. I don't know, and maybe it's just particular this album, I don't know, but I just am not really comfortable with this whole, like, she's, like, biting or eating off of other artists or copying other artists when, literally, if you look at the credits, she's crediting them. Right. Just because she's not outright singing, like, you know, and I got this from, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, she's she's crediting them. It's not, it's not like the people we see every day plagiarizing statuses on Facebook. Yeah. It's literally like she's paying homage to so many people. And not only that is that she has put on so many yeah. up and coming yeah. artists yeah. and producers and writers mm -hmm. who have worked on her albums. And it's like, um, that's another thing I love about Jay-Z too, is that they really like get us actually, I'm not a huge fan, right, of Steve Harvey, but he is also like that. He yeah. finds young talent and he makes sure he puts those cats on. And not it's like in as a Diddy way of giving way back in a real, to, yeah, no, in like, a real communal. Yeah, yeah. 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 In a real line in your pocket and beefing mm -hmm. up your network sort of way. Yeah. Yeah. So um, but from a listen, but from a musical standpoint, this yeah. is my opinion. 
the woman's choices, the choices that she makes, both with the teams. Like, I think her self-titled album is one of my favorite albums simply because she chose a little-known producer who was so intentional about he about how the way he built tracks. Mm. He just went around the world collecting random sounds into a library. Wow. And then used the, yes, like natural random, like, it, you know, going to a church and uh, recording a prayer, going to a park and recording birds in the, in the park, mm. going and listening to recording someone, um, someone's boots crunching snow oh, underneath wow. them. It's just really, really organic sounds. And um, just her out out of the box thinking, like we're in the age. If you look at like R and B and hip hop, we're in the age of heavy eight oh eights and mm-hmm. hi hats. And Beyonce really came from left field and was like, "We about to get groovy, baby!" <laughs> like Legit. what? Legit. Like completely out out of the box. Like who? You know, on Lemonade, she randomly. Where on earth did she dig up Jack White from? From the damn white stripes, yeah. To do this song, we're on James Blake. For the people who know who James Blake is, where does she dig him up from? Yeah. To put on a track, and she's like an R and B singer, and that's just like, it's and and it fit. It yeah. wasn't like it, it wasn't this uh, outlandish. Um, what did Nelly? <laughs> It wasn't a collab that 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 you had to kind of go like, what? It's all in my head. I but think you know, about it over jam. and over again. <laughs> like again. It, it wasn't like no, hit, when no, you stop. listen hit to that last note again. <laughs> again. <laughs> <laughs> when you, but when you listen to that um, six inch, what is it? Six yeah, inch heels. Six inch heels. Bruh. Yeah. And even that was. Yeah paying homage to uh, Walk On By from back in the day, mm-hmm. from like the 60s, 70s era. Yeah, yeah. Real groovy era. And there's, I think there's so much that people miss about the choices that she makes. The way she stacks her voice. Not very many artists stack their voice, like layer their voice the way she does. Brandy is another one who does that. Yeah. And it takes like, you have to be very a very meticulous kind of person to, to want to do, do that. that. Yeah. To um, think how to she, and then to be able to execute it. Right. The way she ebbs and flows from like flirtatious and subtle like whispers mm-hmm. to like growls and like snarls and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. Like the, how she pays homage to like black women and black people. And it's like, if you take a, and I think this is what people miss listening to her music, just like at face value is that if you took a track and you dissected it, right? And you you laid all the parts out across the table, you would realize just how much work, mm-hmm. how much musicality goes into each and every single track that she does, right? Yeah. And then not only that, but the symbolism mm-hmm. in her artistry. I haven't, I haven't, Gross, to, to this day, I don't think I've seen all of the her visuals yeah. But the things that I've seen, um, there's so much symbolism that people miss because we just watch her for, you know, being the entertainer that she is. Yeah, yeah. We just watch her at face value, but we don't realize like she is sitting next to a, a candelabra mm-hmm. that is some re- recreation of, I don't know, some... Um, 
ancestral worship, you know, candelabra from the 15th century in Uganda. Like, no, we don't see this. And there's so much of it packed into Mm. these visuals. And I think that's why I haven't watched the visuals because we think that she's just walking around swinging a baseball bat yeah. in Lemonade, not realizing that there's so much symbolism there. We think that she's just sitting on top of a police car in yeah. some water, yeah. not realizing that that's, there's symbolism there. You know, even with um, Black is King, mm-hmm. a lot of people didn't get it until, and that's why I love the, um, I love the the musical analysts, yeah, right, yeah. who come out of the woodwork and they start breaking down a lot of the historical data mm-hmm. linked to these scenes. And I'm like, see, I knew it wouldn't just know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's what makes, that's what sets her apart, I think, and kind of catapults her into a, a, a league of her own. Yeah, yeah. Truly. And she defies like any sort of any rules Mm -hmm. yeah. like she goes against the grain which is hard to do when you are not following the template that is laid out for everybody like it seems like everybody's kind of follows the same template yeah now and she just is doing her own shit well I think that's one of the, the things I love most about this album one is that she made an album about joy and happiness. And I think one of the most- Joy and pain. Hey. Sunshine and rain. All right. I think one of the things that um, has been really, really interesting to kind of watch people talk about is the comparison between this album and Lemonade and them almost being uncomfortable with the yeah. fact that this album literally is both about and evoking this very like innocent kind of joy. Yeah. And people are, it's really weird, like watching people say things like, Jay Z needs to cheat on her again. Like, we need, yeah, they want Mary J. Blige. Like, you're just like, come on. She's literally singing about happiness. And After are, we've been locked down for two whole and y'all years. Are like, no, go back to set. like so. That's been interesting, and then just black people in house period. I think which is interesting. Uh, people's kind of rejection of it, forgetting that we also created that sound. Listen, um, or maybe not knowing that we created but influence that, that sound yeah. for sure. And it's mm-hmm. just like I don't, I don't get it. Um, so yeah, I'm excited. Are we gonna dive into each song this episode? Let's dive into each song. All right, we'll be right back. All right, girl. Renaissance, Mm -hmm. a revival, a renewal, characterized by an effort to revive and surpass ideas and achievements of classical antiquity. A a back again. (laughs) (laughs) To me, I think this album is, it's a mantra, manifestation, affirmations, empowerment, It's unapologetic, it's grown, it's without fear and judgment, it's courageous, it's filthy with the mouth. Mm -hmm. And I love that shit. Um, And I think we can, of course, go along with the feel good of the different groovy beats and the bouncy feel of the tracks. But there are some words in there between some of the, some people are like, oh, I just can't, the words, you know, they mean nothing. There are some, there are some gems in there. 
Yeah. And I, and and I want us to I want us to talk about it. All right, I'm ready. Where are you gonna say though? You're about to that I You that, probably gotta come closer, babe. It's just such a for, anybody saying that they don't mean anything, I'm no wordsmith, but I mean come but on. But you now. are. Well thank you, but come on now. All right, let's get into it. So what I'm that girl. Person? It opens with I'm that girl, which is a flex. And it is. But then but then after we after Beyonce kind of leads with how much of a privilege it is for her to wear these clothes and for her to be in the scene, right? Which is how I first listened to it. Then we get to from the top of the morning, I shine right through the blinds, touching everything in my plain view and everything that next that's next to me gets lit up too. Mm. Sis, what's mine is yours. When I get on, I'm taking you with me. When I shine, you shine. You know what that reminds me of? Hmm. Um, the episode that we did when we first came back this season, talking about mm-hmm. all of us and Baba. And mm-hmm. again, like it's just such a black focus oh, and black centered. Yeah, like act though, right? Mm-hmm. Of like, I am my sister's keeper. Mm-hmm. And not only that, yeah, like everything I touch, you're also going to reap the benefits from. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wish you all could see her in here with her shoulder shimmy, right? (laughs) One thing I thought was interesting about this one was her uh, continued reference to her un-American life. Yes. You know, so... Which was just like some black assery, but I'm also waiting for the analyst to come out and like really give us some some, uh, feedback on that. I think it was this song, and I think it was one more song towards the end of the album. I can't remember what it was when when I first heard it, I'm like, why the fuck is she mentioning America? Like what mm-hmm. is going on? Mm-hmm. And then the more I more more and more, excuse me, I listened to it, I was like, oh okay. I kind of get it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Cause you hear, yeah, you do. You hear it throughout the throughout the album. This is another one of those songs I was talking about where it kind of starts off kind of with a um a heavy kind of bass line. Have a sort of deep kind of house yeah. and it kind of is like a, it introduces kind of Afro infused beat. And then mid song, the direction ebbs into a more ethereal kind of essence. Yeah. Right. Yeah. When she likes top of the morning, I shine and yeah. go through the night. Oh, you know, this album, I'm happy that you just said that this album, I think for anyone who um, feels music and who kind of gets that, like audible sensory kind of input. Mm-hmm. This album is perfect. It's very physical. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Very, very physical. Yes. You can just, you can feel these movements as they happen uh-huh. for sure. Yeah. And then we get into, you are, are you going to play every 100%. song? 100%. It's just going to make can, me a little happy. Can we do that? Just a reminder. Groovy. So, <laughs> so good. So groovy, right? Okay, I won't do that for all the songs, I promise. So for this one, and I and I didn't peep this either mm-hmm. for for a minute until um, I didn't even realize that I was. I, I I guess I listened to it so much that I had learned the words and didn't know I. Oh, this is one of those. Ones? <laughs> yeah, I didn't know I knew the words. But she says, "Dancing in the mirror, kiss my scars because I love what they made." Mm. Then she goes on to say, "She's a god. She's a hero. She survived all she's been through. Confident, damn, she's lethal. Might I suggest you don't fuck with my sis because she's comfortable. Comfortable. 
Sis, and, and a lot of people think that this is reference to Jay Z and, and Solange in the elevator. But I'm like, but listen, this is all together. Dancing in the mirror, kiss my scars because I love what they made. And then she goes into that, into that piece. And I'm like, no, we got to think bigger. It's yeah, it's deeper than yeah, that. Yeah, we got to think bigger. And so I read this article and the author was like, when he quoted those, um, actually quoted those last couple lines. And then the author was like, y'all, we are the sisters. That. We are sis. That. And I was like, it kind of brought a whole new meaning yeah. to um, this song for me. Yeah. So Cozy kind of provides like a funky, bouncy kind of groove that upon first listen kind of made me think like only the queen can can flex like this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It was like, I think her and, um, her and, and Jay-Z, Jay-Z especially, have a, have a different kind of audacity. Mm-hmm. when they when they flex in their songs but then after listening to it for like nine five hundred and ninety eight <laughs> times and then like I was telling you earlier I just started singing it without consciously realizing that I knew the words I, it made me think like damn like comfortable in my skin cozy with who I it's am it's an affirmation I love myself goddamn yeah cozy you know what I mean and I was like yeah. this this it's the affirmation yeah and the pulse of the beat the bass line accompanied with like me singing life into these songs it yeah. is a it is an affirmation yeah and cozy really like well cozy was one of the ones that i liked very early on mm-hmm. like upon my first couple listens so do you, is is it is cozy one of your favorites as well huh? i love cozy but you know the next one the next couple are are where my faves begin. Okay. So, so I have to play. It. I have to because- play. <laughs> I, I have, this is probably so ghetto, but I have to play. Okay, because it probably sounds crazy. I have to. I do like the entrance to this. Uh, you know what I realized too obsessed. is that when I play this album in the car versus when I play it in the house on just like the speakers in the house when I play it on my phone, they sound different. Yes. I didn't realize that. Yes. I love the way it sounds in my car though. Because it gives that more of that cerebral kind yeah, of sound like you were yeah, saying. Yeah, I think so. So I'm, I can't lie. I'm still digesting Alien Superstar. Which I'm and not surprised. Next on the list. I know that it's one that you liked like I'm right obsessed. away. But but the thing is though, is that after um Cozy and that one plays, I just go right into singing well, we <laughs> Alien even Superstar. We talked about the dope transition. Listen, I and I and I missed that. Girl, the transition. Like you can't just you can't just like there are no skips. Right. Like the trans it's like one big hour and 32 or whatever minute long with various movements that are so interconnected yes yes and intertwined like the transitions on this thing that's what i'm like the intentionality of this album like you were we're thinking of we're not just thinking of like the order of how these songs are going to go we are like putting building these songs that build into the bigger picture as a whole, as one big ass mm-hmm. movement. Yeah. Which yeah. is so much work. Mm-hmm. I'm like, work. Legit. I think I read one song was recorded like eight years ago. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. 
which I don't know if it was just like shelved and then they were like, maybe we can use it later. But you can tell they really had to build all of these songs around one another and tie them into one another, Mm -hmm. which is like, I mean, musically, listen, genius. it's nuts. It's nuts. Um, But so I, yeah, I'm, I'm still digesting Alien Superstar. One thing I can say though, is that you can definitely tell that Jay-Z co-wrote on this song because Mm. once she gets into Unicorn is the uniform you put on, Mm -hmm. the the metaphors, the cadence is so Sean Carter. Really? Absolutely. Okay. And I thought I was like tripping until I looked at it and I was like, oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. So what, what do you, how do you feel about Alien Superstar? Alien Superstar for me reminds me of everything I love about like behavior analysis as corny Mm. as that sounds and as nerdy as that sounds um specifically when I think about like just what pairing really is right and and thinking about how literally the feeling of something and for me, just like the automatic like reinforcement I get every time this this stimulus in this ex- case is like presented to me, and it literally just makes me want to move my body. It makes me just want to like it's just so yummy. Like it's just so yummy, and I think the how like technical it is, how mm. intentional it is, like. It's like, I can't wait to hear people or to watch people like dance to this. I'm like, so you think you can dance? I cannot Mm -hmm. wait to like, it's just, it makes me so excited. Mm -hmm. And it just makes me very curious about like what she's going to say, like what lyric is going to come next, what transition is going to come next. Like, Mm -hmm. it's just so yummy. And Alien Superstar definitely gives transitions throughout the song. And I love at the end how she goes into this, like I was saying, this cosmic kind of star trek like robotic yes cadence that is so in so aligned with the theme of the song alien mm-hmm. superstar and i love that and then we get to cuff it, cuff it yes. which had to grow on me yeah and now it's one of your faves it is one of my faves so picture it we are at the skating rink we are at the fair. We are out with our homegirls. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so this song, and again, I'm going to be very corny and I don't really like being corny. Yeah. Um, this is a song where I'm not kidding. Every single time I hear it, and I'm not just saying this mm-hmm. because like we're recording. Mm-hmm. I literally feel like I'm like falling in love with you like all over mm-hmm. again. Like it just reminds me of like summertime and dates mm-hmm. and yeah. the skating rink and mm-hmm. picnics and and those butterflies I just and the literally want to just like eye. hold your hand and like just like it it really and just two step in the park at you a know, family reunion in a very in like a very like innocent and also like again yummy and sexy but also and grown. audacious yeah, yeah. like way I truly like this song. Like if I'm ever, if I ever get mad at you or something, I just need to like listen to this song and it'll like get me back right. Like this song. I don't know if you, so when we were on our way to DC um, and we kept on listening to this on repeat. Repeat. Like I just kept on like, I don't know if you noticed it, like holding your hand. It was like literally, I felt like I could not like help, but to like, yeah, just gravitate towards my baby. Yeah. 
you know? Yeah, I can't, I can't wait for Danielle to listen to that part. You know what I mean? I do. I like, love you a little bit. <laughs> Just a little bit. Huh? Yeah. Just this much. Speaking of love. Love you a little bit One too, of my favorite. Absolutely. One of my favorite <laughs> parts. Danielle's going to lose that song. like now. Can't. She's got, yeah. <laughs> favorite parts of this song is Bet You You'll See Far. Mm. Bet you you'll see stars. Bet you you'll elevate. Mm. Bet you you'll meet God. Mm-hmm. Mm. Cause I feel like falling in love. I'm like, that's some real like you 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 stick with me. Yeah. And I bet you, I bet you you'll meet God. To me, I feel like that is like the true embodiment for real of love. I think. Mm. I think really just your energy and your actions and and the pure love that you have for someone, the fact that it can really elevate them mm-hmm. and the fact that not only can that help that person like love themselves, but to like love God. And I just, I love it. My favorite lyric to this is... Um, Hold on, I don't want to mess up the the or yeah the words. So the nasty part of this song, because I think what part? for me, one of the things that I think sometimes we forget or we don't like to talk about is like just like doing things and feeling comfortable and confident mm-hmm. in love. And sometimes that could just look so different than the way I think, especially we as black women have been socialized Absolutely. to be. Yeah. So when she literally is like, I don't mind for you. I'm back in the truck up for you. A bitch will get fucked up for you. I'm putting my cup up for you. Like it really is like on some healthy, mm-hmm. like ride or die, mm-hmm. like healthy, like it's you and me, yo. Mm-hmm. Like, and we are, we are riding this thing till the wheels fall off. Mm-hmm. Like and I, just, I know you do the same for me. Yeah, like I just, uh, I love. I this is absolutely, absolutely. I don't know. I, I, I'm pretty sure I can say this is my favorite song on the album. Definitely, it just I'm makes not me sure. feel the jury's still out. Like so because in love. It's like the more I well, listen, you know, I'm really the really more like, different ones grow on me, and I'm like, where did true. this song come from? All of a sudden, that I like. But you know, anything that makes me feel like a '90s love yes. rom com. Yes, I'm obsessed. Dream with. lover, come rescue uh, me. Why would fantasy. you bring up dream lover? <laughs> yes. Oh my. Yeah. Girl in the '90s, a step like it's. Ugh, yes. I love this song. Yeah, I love this song. It's Thank you, Beyonce. all of that. Absolutely, absolutely. One yeah. of my favorite. All right, which the next one? And then we we are gonna have to talk about. Oh, who? Speaking of transitions, one of the two dopest transitions on the album is from "Cuff It" into "Energy." Should I play it? Or and no? if you didn't know any better, you think that "Cuff It" was still playing. That's true. Because the the beat writing into energy is so similar to the end of Cuff It. Yeah. That you barely notice the transition. That's a long time before the end, though. It is. My bad. It's still a long time. It's 15 seconds. I'm so sorry, y'all. 
Here it is. You hear the trumpet? Is that a trumpet? Mm -hmm. Energy. What a transition. Like legit, legit. What a, it, like it's, you just can't stop dancing. This one, Energy, is one of my favorite joints on the album. I hate that it is so short. I wish that she would have released it as a teaser. Um, but Yeah, because it's almost like an interlude as mm -hmm. far as how long it is or how mm -hmm. short it is. Mm -hmm. But it really is its own song at the same time. And yeah. I just wish it was longer. Yes. Energy comes in with that 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 heavy bass line, kind of a, son a sonic synthesizer feel to start with. Then, here we go, just vibe. Voting out 45, you know what we're talking about. <laughs> Voting out 45, don't get out of line. Don't. Pick a side. The only double lines we cross are dollar signs. Mm -hmm. mm. Then midway, what I like about energy is in midway, it kind of kicks into like a heavy hitting kind of Afrofusion beat. And then... She declares that the Karens and turn into terrorists. Listen, because they have. And then again, the second to me, dopest transition I've ever heard in my life is the transition from energy into break my soul, mm. which is like, I, I, I can't lie. Well, first, let me go back to energy before I get into break my soul. At the end of energy, you hear Big Frida who kicks down the door with her New Orleans bounce yeah. hype vocals, yeah. right? Ushering us into Break My Soul. That was that damn transition. Which, so Break My Soul, you know, is like the album's lead single. And when I first heard it, I cannot lie, I was like, mm. I like really wanted to like <laughs> yeah, it. I, was like, I wanted to like mm. it, but I, I didn't. Oh my God. So when our nephew was here, y'all, um, that song played and he was like, you can't break my soul. Yeah. I was like, Munch, okay, <laughs> nobody break it. <laughs> okay. He, he was giving Sunday service. Truly. Um, but I, yeah, I was like, okay, this one might have to grow on me. And I'm not one of those folks who like wants artists to, to be the same way they were 20 years ago. Like I you know, want people to evolve. I want to, people to explore musically. I mean, that's what being an artist is about, right? Push the envelope. But I was like, listen, this is just going to have to sit with me yeah. for a minute. I was not sure. But then, and I was like, okay, I kind of dig it. And I also understood the nod to the ballroom scene. And I was like, I definitely like appreciate that. I loved the fact that Big Frida was back. Mm -hmm. Um but then the album came out and I hear energy yes. leading into Break My Soul and damn it. It made sense. It made sense. It made sense. It's a song where still independently I cannot listen to and really thoroughly enjoy. But on the album, I'm like, yes. Like I am You're like, very what, like, You're like, yes. It's like yeah. I want to steal somebody's drink from the bar, take a yes, shot. I can see and you just doing that. Dance. You can. I can you absolutely can see you doing that. And so <laughs> maybe not these days with COVID and monkey pops. Listen. But <laughs> so energy to break my soul, another bomb ass transition at the very beginning of Break My Soul. 
Big Frida screams, I'm about to explode, take off this load. And then Big Frida urges us to release the wiggle. Mm -hmm. Just dance, honey. All the pent up stress, all the worry, just dance it out. Let it go. I'm not going to cover the words because you've already heard it. And I feel like the whole song is just, just manifestations. I feel like this is also between the lyrics and the tempo and the beat and the song. Again, I think it is literally prompting us to do things that as black people, we don't really get the time to do. It reminds me of that TikTok trend of black people frolicking in the grass outside. It reminds me of how um, we, there was another TikTok trend. What was that song where everybody was like, they were saying they were dancing like a white girl. I can't remember. I, I, I can't remember I, what the I song was. I had some visuals of people oh, doing that. Oh, oh, that yeah. song, whatever oh, that is. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like with us as Black people, there is kind of like this natural rhythm and this natural ability to catch the beat and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But I also feel like when it comes to like us in the club and us just being we are held so like tight where it's like mm-hmm. we don't just allow ourselves just to like look like too too silly unless it's like in this very controlled or intentional way yes especially when it comes to like just the dancing yeah the dance scene i should say compared to our white counterparts this album i think this song especially though i feel like the big theme of what he's talking about is literally just allowing ourselves to literally dance and dance. Frolic, frolic and just like be carefree. That don't joy. care about who's watching. Yeah, don't care about joy. what people think. Like, really just, just feel it. Yeah. Yes. And, and yes. I, th- I wonder if on a deeper level, if one of the reasons why that song did not resonate with me at first is because that is sometimes such an uncomfortable thing for me to do because I mm-hmm. am pretty self-conscious. Mm-hmm. Because we have to be, we have to be serious. Yeah. We have to be put together. We yeah. have to care about, you know, how the world views us because we carry the entire race Mm -hmm. you know on our backs yeah so and i think big frida highlights well not highlights she echoes he echoes um the emotion of the song by just by repeating you know release your anger release your mind release your job release the time release the trade release the stress release the love forgive the rest and really thinking about so like think the things that I think we as black people in America specifically experience on a day-to-day basis. And then we have, you know, all of the world at our fingertips, all that information to have something literally saying, literally, you cannot break me like this. It is truly a, I think a revolutionary kind of act. Yes. So good. So I, I I feel like, is this going to be, I'm like, that's only song six of 16. Is this going to be a is part gonna, tour? Oh, maybe. Maybe. Are we going to have to do this in two parts? Are we already, are we already in, at, at an hour? Um, Let's take a quick break and then we'll, we'll calculate and right. we'll come back. Let's do it. Okay. So how about we just go through the first, finish off the first half. Okay. And then we'll come back in part two. We'll finish off the second half. Because we'll be here all night, girl. All night. I'm ready. All night. (laughs) Which I think is perfect to close out this episode with these last two songs. Yes. 
girl, church girl. Listen, church girl. We don't even see what sis is trying to do here. Listen, we don't see the mental shackles and the bondage that sis is trying to free folks from. Mm -hmm. We don't see the equity that sis is trying to create amongst black women. Baby church girl is what we need and don't even know we need. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I'll say this, the saints are mad about it. They are not marching in. (laughs) The saints are so mad about church girl and I love it. Church, you know what? Church girl was another one that had to grow on me because I thought that we were going in one direction with the song. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought that she was like just gonna sing like a yeah. single song, and then baby, when she broke out into uh, DJ Jimmy's, where they at? Yeah, and drop it like a thotty drop. I was like, where the hell are we going with this? <laughs> with this? But then, like when I really like listen to it, and then when I really think about my own experience, and I'm sure you you and several of us out there Mm -hmm. really think about our own experience as uh, church girls. Black church girls. You're like, baby, black church girls. You're like, baby, no, we needed this. I know what sis is doing. Yeah, yeah. And I love that it opens up. So church girl opens up with a nod to one of the most influential gospel groups out there, the Clark sisters, specifically Twinkie Clark Mm -hmm. is from a song called, she sampled from a song called A Center of Thy Will. And this song to me is for girls who grew up listening to sermons about purity and obedience. Mm -hmm. The girls who wore those long denim skirts to middle school, (laughs) the holy denim, the girls who couldn't play after church because we might uh, uh, make runs in our stockings. And skin up our pretty little knees because girls don't. The girls who was wearing slips. 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 (laughs) How could I forget slips? (laughs) And and those ruffled folded socks. And the ruffled socks. (laughs) And the little baby doll shoes. Man, what a time. Church girl is for us. Those girls who were in church four and five days a week. It was, it's, it is for us. It definitely made my little PK heart happy. Mm-hmm. And then the way that she breaks out into the New Orleans bounce gospel twerk fest that church girl is, is like so needed. And like you see across social media that so many black women can relate. Yeah, yeah. Like, we don't really know what we, it's like she, we don't know what the, what words to put to it, but we know the feeling. Like, we can absolutely relate. And I love that she addresses the church girls and the bad girls, the church girls and the naughty girls. Yeah. Because it's like, let's all just, we can all, we can all have fun. We can all get out here and dance. We can all let loose. We can coexist. We can coexist. And those things can coexist within each, within ourselves. That. I just know that this song reminded me of that duality that we were just talking about. And it really just reminded me of my upbringing. I definitely um, was that person that lived in the church. um, Lived. And I just remember, you know, like this whole thing. that's like, oh, like preacher's kids are the worst ones, this, that, and the other. Mm -hmm. And there was just this pressure of perfection that like 
I'm thankful that my household didn't really put on me, but for sure by my dad's like job, if you will, or title, the world you had did. to keep up an appearance, and I never did. <laughs> like I was, I believe that I was. <laughs> Why would you say? <laughs> and I'm sure you all, so you all can too. Why would you say it like that? Um, and so I just, I loved this. I love this. I and did, and I, it's so feel good. And the yeah. fact that I'm like. She could have incorporated anything in here, but she really went back and grabbed a New Orleans staple. That is a New Orleans classic that she brought back. And I really like wish I could have been back. New Orleans is one of my homes. Well, not New Orleans, but Louisiana is one of my homes, one of my two places that I claim. And I wish I could have been back home Mm. to like just see how this song has impacted the community back there. Yeah, yeah. Just bringing that song back. Where they at? Where they at? Mm-hmm. But I think you're right. I, I really love seeing all the saints pissed because I really think they're Whole almost like intentionally missing the point. Miss Right. And I think it also is paying uh, or it's like shining this light on the this idea that I think especially us as women, us as black women, that we're supposed to appear um, to be so like reserved and so conservative until mm-hmm. we get a man. And mm-hmm. then we're supposed to really just like wall out. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and then this whole idea that like when we become wives that like, we just can't, like, I saw somebody say something like, and she's making this, this nasty vile song, um, talking about being single. No, she wasn't. She was literally talking about simply dancing. Right. Like she was talking about so what removing the thorns that were supposed to be for Jesus from her head to mm-hmm. just be the human being that she is. Mm-hmm. Like that is it. Mm-hmm. And people are mad. Mad. And it's like her, and, and I just, again, I think it's a song that, e- that, I hope that more people choose to even like get past the beat and get past the dancing and really like let that shit really resonate. Like how much I think specifically black Christianity um, has just hurt a lot of us individually and, and, and collectively. Um, But yeah, it is a certified banger as well. And it really grew on me. Yeah. Ooh, and deeper still, I love that she chose the Clark sister sample because just thinking about right the pushback that they got. Yeah. And the pushback that Dr. Maddie Moss Clark got. Ooh, what was that documentary called? The Clark Sisters documentary. Yeah, that your girl was the mommy. Ingenue uh, Ellis. Yeah, Yeah, just thinking about the pushback that they got because they were border, they kind of, their music, um, what is that? Like, You Brought the Sunshine to My Life. I think, was that You Brought the Sunshine? I don't know if it was You Brought the Sunshine. That was unsecular. That that was secular because it kind of, it was similar to Stevie Wonder's um, I think it was a Master Blaster or something like that. Mm, oh, you know, I love that song. Yeah. And so they got a lot of pushback for one kind of bordering on secular music. And then also their mother's position in the church mm-hmm. because she wanted to be a leader. And they felt like women yeah. should stay in their place. Girl in a Kojic church in still the church. feels that way, Lord. Right. So the fact that she chose that sample, I mean, just cl- cl- clear defiance. I just saw a female black 
I don't know if she was a pastor or a minister talking about how you can't be saved and listen to secular music. I saw that earlier and I refused to push. And I was just like, like, where do you all think? Yeah. And I think again, Beyonce is one of those artists that literally within the same breath, she's given honor and thanks to God for all of her blessings and, you know, all of these things. And she's also allowing herself to be a human being because she is a human being. Mm -hmm. And I just, I love this song. Love this song. Mm -hmm. I do. And I can't wait to dance to it in public. Mm -hmm. Um, I might even get out there and shake a little bit. (laughs) Twirl that ass like I came about the South. Come on. We will. I'm not. (laughs) So we're going to close it out, Lord. Now, this is one that had to grow on me. And this is one of the ones, the first ones ones you fell in love with. Love off rips. And and again, it makes sense, I think, especially with you being the more like musically inclined when you fell in love with this song. Yeah. Yeah. This was like a standout from my very first listen to this song. I haven't listened to it as much lately because now um, Cuff It has me in a chokehold. Chokehold. Uh (laughs) Look at my little shoulders. I just am so in love. (laughs) But we're going to close this out with Plastic Off the Sofa. Uh, have okay. So first off, are you willing to try the challenge on air? Absolutely not. I did, <laughs> in my, I did it in my car earlier and was like, "Lord, we had to." I was in there sounding like a frog. <laughs> so I have worn this song out. This song gives me Solange Knowles vibes, Absolutely. and I love and that's the it. Very first thing I, I thought love when it. I heard it. Right. Yeah. This song is butter, baby. Yes. There's a yearning Mm -hmm. and yet a fullness Mm -hmm. a completion right in this song yeah that i love because in it she addresses so many of the little things Mm. that i think we love about our relationship we love about our partner Mm. but we just haven't put on wax yeah and she does that and it's like these are things that we love and they and they make us full and happy but then there's still like a yearning to like keep feeling those things and keep experiencing those things right have you seen that like that meme that or that i think it's a meme or maybe just be it like a viral post about like like oh i just like want to be in your skin like that it's like that yes it's so starry-eyed yes. and whimsical. Uh-huh. This song is like whimsical, perfect cashmere, word. Yeah. You know, like Ugh. like a this like a song fur coat, is like, like yes. a mink coat. This song is soft sheets. Yes. <laughs> you know, yes. Uh, I love it. And so this one kind of has like this calypso-y, jazzy kind of mix, which I find. So very interesting because it is produced by members of a group called The Internet. For those of you who know who The Internet is. And I was like, absolutely. This makes so much fucking sense. And this is one of the ones where when you told me that, I was like, who are, who's that? And yeah, you were like, I just disappointed. what? <laughs> disappointed. <laughs> and for me, for this song, it's the softness in her voice it's how she switches from her head to her chest voice it's it's the how she 
soars in places and yeah. how she's subdued in places. And it's just so like, I'm in love. So you know what I mean? It's just so beautiful. I literally it want is. to like, remember in the nineties where all the white women and little um, romance um, movies be out in a fucking sunflower field in a white dress, like mm-hmm. a white. I want to do that. <laughs> I want to like, do I'm that. going to. <laughs> it's the way you wear your emotions on both of your sleeves Not to one, the face both. you make when I tell you that I have to leave. Mm. It's the way you listen when I'm crying and you let me lean in. Yeah. The way you want one more kiss after you said you were leaving. Mm. And I love it, baby. And like she just keeps mm. repeating that. I love it, baby. And like, and then the and then the baby just is it soars mm-hmm. and then it settles and it's subdued and it's a little more like um like uh bold, right? Mm. And and confirming. Yeah. And it's just like all on this like this this buttery ass kind of beat, right? Yeah. Oh, Plastic Off the Sofa is one of my, and this is also the song that a lot of singers on the internet are doing this challenge to. Yeah, so Avery Wilson was the first person that I saw at least He was the first, and that's singing Joker there. And then, I mean, everybody from JoJo, I mean, everybody. JoJo There was actually this one, I wish I would have known that we were recording this. Um, There was this one singer who... I, I I may have even sent it to our group chat, the one with um you and your mom, but mm-hmm. she was like, everybody's missing this one part yeah, of you this vocal. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my God. And I think for me as somebody who, like you hear and feel music very just intimately Physic- in yeah. a way that like I don't. And so even when I first heard this, I did not even pick up on just how beautiful truly the vocals that she mm-hmm. does in this album was. Um, and I'm actually really surprised that, I don't know if you were the one who pointed that out or the TikTok trained pointed it out first. You're usually the one who points it out. Um, but literally the way her voice, the notes and this, and again, it goes mm-hmm. back and to this, like, oh. how can you hate how, like, how can you just hate this woman? It's one thing to be like, cool. Like I'm not a stan. Okay. But to not, to say that she can't sing and to, to <laughs> you, go play this song and you, know you do what those I mean? parts. Like, yeah. it, just, it doesn't make sense. Right. Right. Ugh, it's literally butter. Butter. It's butter. Yes. It's butter. Lard. You know, this Lard? This, this, that, this that old like southern <laughs> home cooked. <laughs> it's that lard, like, baby. Turned it or so. Yeah. So good. Um, so let's, I think we'll, we'll end on this one. We'll close it out here. Okay. In the, 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 the book of, um, Renaissance, <laughs> um, um, eighth, eighth plastic off the sofa. <laughs> <laughs> so let's, for those of you who are listening, what, if you've listened to this album, and whatever n- notes or feedback you have, right, or feelings that you may have about any of the eight songs that we um, have covered t- today, mm-hmm. or if you have notes for the songs we'll cover in part two, please give us feedback so we can add that to um, our episode please let's please, talk please, about please. it how do you guys feel about it what does it make you feel what does it make you want to do 
And I'm hoping it's dance. Yeah. And just be that intentional joy that, um, that we're always talking about. I hope, I hope this gives you that, like that serotonin. I'm smiling as I think about it. I know. It, I right? know. It's so good. All right. All right. I'm excited for the next one. All right. All right, y'all, that's it for today. Thank you so much for joining me on Love, Sex, and Applied Behavior Analysis, the podcast where pop culture and ABA meet. Bye.